I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live in Allspace every week, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we have one of the co-founders of not only uh, Educators in VR with us, uh, and um, this is Laurel, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Educators in VR is an hey. open, global, cross-platform community of educators, researchers, and trainers exploring virtual and augmented reality. They are dedicated to providing educational events, training, and workshops to prepare us for the future of spatial technologies in education. And... Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the Metaverse Maven, oh, Laurel herself. <laughs> Here she is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're happy to have you here, Laurel. We know you're, uh, you're very busy. And, you know, I, I, I sort of, when I first came into Alt Space, I uh, helped moderate one of your events. I think it was like Mark's News or something like that. And so... News and, News and updates. So yep. I feel like I've known you since the... That was when you went by your real That is name. true. Don't dox me. Don't dox me, Laurel. Actually, I you know, I just I changed my name not too long ago um, uh, because, uh, I, you know, the the, the whole mythology is just expanding and, and uh, pseudonymity is kind of an interesting thing. So I'm sort of taking it, taking, mm -hmm. snipping the umbilical cord between the real world and the virtual world, basically. <laughs> yeah. Sexy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, um, but uh, but I love you know I I love that you're here and uh, you have a lot of advice you have you've you've run many many events and so you have a lot to, <laughs> a lot of great expertise that you could bring us here maybe we'll have a section at the end where we could just sort of you could give us tips about running um, running events in VR how many how many <laughs> have you done don't um, no. <laughs> how many events yeah. um, I actually have someone doing inventory of just our educators and VR events over the last three years. We did a, a general account. We found over six, we, that educators in VR uh, hosts over 600 events a year wow. on average. Right. And then we went and we did the universal experience, which I know you all were at. And the universal experience was a month long, 30 day conference. Uh, produced by educators in VR and, and with Donna McT McTaggart and with uh, and Daniel Dabosky Bryant, my my business partner and, and co-founder of Educators in VR and Virtual Society, and it, we had almost two hundred events on twenty count them two zero, I couldn't believe it came to that wow. number virtual platforms, wow. and we had to do Zoom, that became our our twentieth was mm. Zoom because we were dealing with something called um, flow data oh my god Immer no flow immersive flow immersive oh my god you want to have your brain melt when it comes to vr and a vr virtual experience they take data statistical data and they turn it into a 3d immersive map so just like we're moving around walking around here you could be walking around through the data mm. of charts and graphs and see it from different angles mm. and one of the beautiful points they made that i thought was just a great example they did the, the most recent U.S. election. And when you look straight at a flat 2D representation of the electoral votes, you see that the majority of the United States was red, was Republican votes. 
But when you turn it on its side, you take that same map and you view it from the side, mm -hmm. you would see that all those red dots that melded together into what looked like a giant paintbrush mm -hmm. were actually like miniature, you know, a yeah. millimeter yeah, high. Right. But the but the Democratic right. votes were, were which were smaller, you know, blue blue dots were like twenty two thousand stories rises, high. Right. And so yeah, so they were sky rises. So when you try to equate that kind of data, you need a visual in order to really convey the information. So we unfortunately this amazing platform and it's still in, in beta development. I just love it. Um, it uh, it has no voice. You can be in there and see all the heads going around. So we had to do Zoom to do mm. voice. So we, we we tried not to do Zoom, but God, that was just amazing. So we could actually talk to each other through Zoom while in on the browser-based XR experience, web XR experience with the data. It was wow. great. But anyway, so that was 200 events in 30 days. Right. Wow. Freaking exhausting. And I say, ah! I see, I see Stefan, I see Matthew, some of these people. And there's Rich. Oh, I love it. This stands is awesome. Stands with Trees. Uh, Matthew was at, yes, yeah, Stands with Trees was at almost every single one of those freaking you know, virtual events as a moderator. It was just a beautiful thing. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. You must have had hemorrhoids, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, you were at almost all of them, too. It was great. I just loved it. Cool. So I don't know what the new average is. So right. uh, I just know it's it's. I always tell people, they say, how many events do you do? And I say two. <laughs> right. Many. Uh, <laughs> two, two. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not think too many. Yeah, too right, many. right, right, right. That's pretty funny. Well, that's, that's, that's crazy. So we're going to, you know, I think you're, um, before we get into what you're, this educators in VR, how many other meetups or groups do you, besides ed educators in VR? <laughs> I have no life. <laughs> you have no meat space um, life. You have a very elaborate, wonderful <laughs> avatar life. Well, it's really interesting during, I, I have to say that I was very, very jealous of all the people who um, did two things. You know, first of all, they had, they, all, they were working from home and, and, and isolated. They had alone time. I got to tell you, I'm a little jealous about alone mm -hmm. time, folks. Um, and, and they also had time to actually organize. And, and clean things up and get rid of stuff. Man, I'm those of you who did that, I hate you. I haven't had that time yet uh, because I've been so busy with doing all these events. But um, honestly, at the end of the day, I I literally will take off my headset and I'll I'll I haven't my office is in an outbuilding and I will stomp across the driveway in my our property and I will go into the house and I'll say if I see one more person. I hear one more voice on my screen <laughs> because while other people around the world were having isolated experiences, I was seeing 50 to hundreds of people every single right. day. It was, it was pretty cool. So that's my, you know, it's a very different experience right. than most people. Right. And I know I saw many of you almost every day. So you, you are not alone entering this. Right. Got it. Crazy. So it's 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 really a fascinating kind of you know experience to to do this. So I, in addition to educators in VR, um, I um, I've developed and created and continued many many events that are no longer done. Uh, some I want to bring back, but um, so much you know, so much time, mm -hmm. not enough energy. But I do my my passion is genealogy. Mm and family history research. And so I do, I, I have the, one of the first museums in Altspace mm. dedicated, and it was dedicated in the first for, um, genealogy and virtual um, genealogy and family history museum as well in VR period. 
and uh, well, there was kind of a little one in Second Life, but yeah. Anyway, it was more of a meeting space than a museum, but a friend of mine did it. Uh, so I still bring out my, I wanna do it once a week, but it's just gonna have to drop to about, you know, twice twice a month or something to do uh, genealogy family history meetups. Love those, because that's, um, I love playing with dead people. Uh, mm -hmm. my, where my heart lies is with dead people. You just, you right. think I'm crazy? You haven't seen me when I'm talking about dead people. <laughs> Put me near a cemetery and I'm on fire. <laughs> um, I also have the creative writing because I am a professional writer and I have a creative writing meetup that started in 2011. Wow. And that one's fun because um, not only do we get to explore writing, but we had to deal with some of the technical challenges in the early days of hosting events that involved some form of writing. Uh, the browser was taken away two years ago, um, year and a half, whatever it is, uh, here in Altspace. So that came gone. But the biggest trouble I had was the Oculus Go and the very first Oculus Quest when those came mm. out. We'd work to prompts and I'd tell people to push up their headset and then they could write in the real world because we write in the real world and we share in VR. Mm. The problem is, is there's a sensor in the forehead of those headsets, all of the headsets. But unless you set it, when you push it off your head and it sees daylight, it turned itself off automatically. That switch to allow control came much, much later. So it'd be in the middle of event, like, you know, 20 people. We're all, we go, okay, here's the prompt. Let's start writing. And then as people were writing, I'd look up and see one by one, they'd go, poof, disappear, disappear, mm. disappear disappear wow. and I thought oh my god I have a horrible event nobody likes me this is not working I don't know what to do how to get it more exciting when I till somebody says you know god dang it every time I push up the headset it turns itself off and I don't know it because I'm having so much fun writing and then I have to turn it back on and wait for it to boot and then come in and by then you're over with the event right. <laughs> right, right, right. so we had to tell we had to actually put it into our intro and I had it memorized because I did it for like over two years. I think I still pull it out once in a while where if you care to write to a prompt or do any of the writing exercises here, please be aware that you will need to set the auto wake on your Oculus headset to not hibernate or turn off when, it, when the sensor in your forehead sees light or cover it. We recommend <laughs> some black electrician's tape over that sensor. Mm, wow. <laughs> Lots of <laughs> lots of chip, tips for the writers. Uh, that... Yeah, but it was it was an interesting challenge to work because the technology was letting us down. Mm. And now we'd love, you know, I'm waiting for whiteboards and writing technology right. to come in here into Altspace. It's available in Engage and other mm. platforms, but it's still messy. If you tried writing in VR, it sucks. Right. But I hope that, you know, that comes out and then we don't have to have people put black electrician's tape over there right. on their sensors on their yeah, foreheads. No, but so I do the creative writing. Um, uh, what else? Oh, world tours. Um, I guess I can stance with trees. I think I can. Can you give me permission to announce it? Here we go. Exclusive yeah, announcement. Yeah, he's not. Okay. <laughs> all right. Exclusive announcement. Here we are. And Rich, I'm still good with that too. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and Kurt is part of it and some of the others and stuff. Um, so the world tours, we, I was asked by Altspace uh, VR staff um, almost three years ago to um, create a world tour event 
that would take people around to inspire them to build. We lost the staff member that was supposed to be coordinating those with the community. They asked me to take over and, and create this thing. So we created the World Tours in Allspace and it just exploded. Uh, you, you know, we were only, for a long time, we were only allowed maximum 30 people in the world. We'd have like 100 and 150 people signing oh, wow. up for this hour outfit. So I had to train a bunch of people really fast to um, to take over so they'd break into teams and, and lead these tours around because we couldn't fit all the people into the worlds once we left the event. And, oh my God, touring all these worlds and and Karen six 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 and and Diamond and Karen and I know stands with trees and Lance and Steph and many Elena Beth and and Rich and Darren and all these amazing people go out every week looking for all these worlds and suggest them and we pull and Karen six 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 pulls them together into a tour every Wednesday. Right. Well, unbeknownst to me, most people have thought that's been under the wing under the umbrella of educators in VR. It hasn't. Mm. It's been a standalone mm. event. Over the next three, four months, we're going to be integrating it into educators in mm, VR. Cool. So we're going to blend it into our educators in VR world building team. And what that means is not only are we going to continue with our weekly tours, but we're going to be having um, several discussions and events with world builders, with world building panels, with experts from, uh, you know, who alt space or other platforms to talk about how world building works, user experience, accessibility, all the things that we need to know, discussion and lecture and presentation form, in addition to the tours. And we're also going to be developing a wide range of how to build workshop and classes, not only with the world editor, but also with unity. So that's all coming together. And I just love right. it. I'm so excited. So get ready. Cool. <laughs> You're ready here first. <laughs> here first, folks. <laughs> Exclusive drop from Laurel. Um, okay. So we've got, yeah. I, I have, I have so many questions uh, about, you know, um, how you're okay. able to spend so much time in VR and what drives you. So I, I really think we should go back to the beginning though. And let's just figure out the, the origin story of, of Laurel. What makes you, you tick? What, how did you get involved with us? It's such a, it's such an interesting, um, hobby that you've got here and you really, it's more than just a hobby. It seems like it's a lifestyle and it's, it's takes up most of your time. So I do, uh, I'm just curious about, you know, who is Laurel? How did she get involved with virtual reality and how did she get interested <laughs> in all this stuff? And of course, I've got a picture here of the very old school uh, avatars, uh, the ones that have now been put uh, to sleep, with our first, put to rest. With our first international so, summit. Yeah. For, oh my God. I can, do you know what's so weird? I can name all those people, even in the robots, I can still name almost oh, wow. everyone in there. Um, Wow. And, and, it's, it's, and of course, after we uh, let Laurel talk about her origin story a little bit, if anyone has any questions or comments or anything for Laurel, I've, I've left uh, uh, it open right now. I'll, we'll come back for questions in a second, but I really want to get back to the, the beginnings. Okay, well, hit the raise hand button. We can handle the raise yeah, hand we button can. whenever <laughs> Yeah, I could, I could. Well, so, so, yeah, so many people have already heard the origin story, but um, we'll do it again. Um, so... Uh, I have been, I was in Second Life um, on and off for quite a while and, and, and loved it. I was mostly sponging it in and looking at teaching and then, um, but my school was like, and I went, well, you know, um, so I, but I kept exploring. It was absolutely fascinated with it. My, my expertise is in, is in um, digital storytelling, digital net narratives, um, web publishing, 
for decades. And uh, it was, you know, so so moving into VR as an, as an as a form of the transmedia digital storytelling techniques and and you know, just like this world is telling a story, not just you know the event itself. It's is fascinating to me and the intricacies of it and the research and the development and then watching it progress throughout. So I've been fascinated for a very, very long time, even before VR was known as VR and and um, so when uh, Samson gear, we needed new phones, and when Samson came out with the gear, uh, I was in line mm, right. <laughs> on day one. Right. And my husband said, "Well, which phone should I choose?" And I said, "The one that goes with the headset." Right, right. <laughs> and Crazy. so um, there's a whole long, very funny story to this. That, but I'm going to skip all of it and go to the moment of when I knew that this was a thing, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, I was, I had burned my hand quite badly with boiling water. Um, and suddenly after going high powered, you know, all the things I was involved doing at the time, mm-hmm. um, world building had just launched literally like that week that I burned. And I said to myself, Oh, I would love to dive into this, but I don't have time a great excuse. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the universe created time because then I had second and third degree burns from water burns all over my, all over oh, my gosh. right hand and I couldn't type, wow. but the bandages were, were wrapped up in an arc that I could go into a mouse. So that's when I learned that you could access alt space in 2d. I was already had been in, in alt space for several years in headsets, but I, that was the first time I couldn't put the headset on because I couldn't, you know, it, t- it takes two hands to put a headset on. Anybody who's got any arm issues or whatnot, oh, bless you. It <laughs> is hard work putting a headset on. And I couldn't do it because I'd rip out, you know, it was ex- agony. Wow. So, but I could come in and 2D on my mouse and it and the hand fit right over the mouse. As long as I didn't do anything too serious, all I was is mouse clicking. So I decided since I couldn't work, couldn't do anything for several weeks, I'd check out the world building thing. And we always begin world building with something that's familiar. We build our living room, we build our house, we build, you know, a park or something that's very familiar. And of course, I ha- I live on a tree farm, a small tree farm, mm. and we grow Douglas fir and other and and blackberries. Um, mm. <laughs> Not the electronic kind. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. And um, yeah, the last few years they're taking over as I've been doing too much VR. <laughs> anyway. Um, I built a forest and I wanted it to be a peaceful forest that you could walk through. And I'm using the very, this is the earliest it's building an alt space was, you know, we'd had Shane's editor, but there's, this is the first time we had the world editor, as you know, it today was kind of its first iteration. Mm-hmm. And there was a much, there was not much you can do. It was literally click and drag. And that was it. No alignment, no straightening, straightening, nothing, no, no gears, no options. You just put it there, sized it. And that was about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm building these trees in this forest. And this woman came in, and she said, this is amazing. I love these trees. Can you climb them? <laughs> I don't know. And so we tried climbing. And it's harder to teleport. No, now they've changed 2D just recently, and it's a pain in the ass to teleport. But anyway, that's a different discussion. But teleporting, you have to hit on a flat enough surface. It needs to be at an angle. Mm-hmm. 
that you can get a grip on it literally with your teleporter. And so we're trying to, you know, teleport up these trees. We're laughing our asses off and stuff. We get all the way up the top. I'm like drenched in sweat. We're laughing so hard. And, and she says, we're on a megaphone and she says, she's on top of her own tree. And she says, what happens if we fall off? I said, I don't know. Let's find out. And so we, so I, propelled myself forward. Again, I'm in 2D. It didn't matter. But I bounced from tree to branch to tree to branch and down, all the way down, laughing and laughing so hard, I wet myself. <laughs> wow. First time I told this to, to Katie Law, to, to um, uh, the, the program owner of Altspace, she about wet herself. I was honestly, <laughs> I was just pissing myself, laughing so hard. Uh, and not even aware with it. I just, I honestly was just laughing. We got down at the bottom, both of us at the same time said, do it again. <laughs> and so we're like, yeah, we climbed back up. We did that for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes and just laughed. And that was when I had epiphany. I realized that the research has been going on for quite a while that um, VR adds memory retention. It, um, you know, improved memory retention for testing and assessments and it and and you know that people love it and all these things i realized that you know we don't really have a definitive answer yet on why they're doing all kinds of neuroscience research on it but we don't really understand why there's a little bit of serotonin hit and stuff like that but what i realized that day is that vr especially social vr um but any kind of vr it, it taps into your inner child mm. and it, and it connects the adult that's gotten cynical and whiny and bitchy and all the rules and regulations and taxes and jobs. And they, we go back to that inner child before the baggage, before things got rough mm -hmm. and it lights up that child with play and laughter and boy, if that isn't a good serotonin dopamine hit, I don't know what is. Right. <laughs> and and that and so that as an educator, that made me really want to dive in deeper to what did that mean. And then then it was literally like a week or so later, I met um, an educator who was teaching in a refugee camp. He was also a refugee. He was a refugee from Venezuela, a country I, I, I love. And he was in Colombia as a refugee, teaching in a refugee camp. And he'd found an old Samson gear and a, and a phone that would go into it, older. And, you know, about the age of when I got first my, my first one. And suddenly realized what a gift this would be to education. And in broken English told me he believed that he was the only teacher in the world who understood the power of VR hmm. for education. And he felt like he was completely alone. And I was like in tears and I said, no, you're not, you're not alone. And I was talking to Dr. Erica Southgate, who's amazing, amazing professor an expert in immersive education out of Australia, just a few days later. And, and she said, we, we need to do something about this. And I said, yeah, we need to do some kind of a meetup that brings educators together to let them know they don't have to remake the wheel. They don't have to, to do this by themselves. We need to come together and collaborate and learn from each other because we all have different skills and experiences. We need to bring that together to do this better. And she says, I'm on board. And I said, let's call it, I don't know, 
educators in VR and bang, it was born. And then she got busy with everything. And then it ended up Daniel Dabosky, Brian and myself, and um, were given permission to take it over. And that was the rest is literally history. It was formed as a business just a few months later because the, we had our very first meetup. I thought we thought Daniel and I and Erica thought maybe, oh, I don't know, 20 people would show up. 180 people showed up. Wow. We were not ready. It went, when was that? <laughs> and so we were like, incredible. That was, that was, uh, we're just coming up to our anniversary. So it was, oh God, Daniel remembers this. Um, it was like the end of October, first part of November, 2018. Okay. Right. And, uh, and then, uh, in 2019, we had our first international summit, which you have the picture of right, right there. And we we did six days over. Um, I've forgotten the numbers. Well, almost 200 events in six days. I think it was 170 events or something like that in six. No, it was 150 events uh, with 170 speakers in six days, and they were 24-hour days. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> um, did not. I slept in my. I brought my mattress in and slept uh, an air mattress in my slipped in there um and then uh we had over six thousand attendees event attendees wow. and we were only on five virtual platforms and now we're a ton more wow amazing so that's the origin that's the, story. Okay? That's the origin story. Cool. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's more to it. If anyone here has any question or, or comment about uh, Laurel's origin story or want to go a little deeper into it, we do have the raise hand option up. <laughs> um, you know, I was... Before. Have they it. all heard it before? Maybe that's true. I don't know. No, probably. We're getting a few more people here, so I'm going to have to mute everyone, but definitely use the raise hand option. Uh, but it, I, I don't know. I, I think I heard a rumor. I read somewhere online that you were you had lived out of a van and traveled America and like had <laughs> had you know hacked into telephones to be able to. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of want to hear a little bit about that. Uh, is there? Can you can you give us a small summary of how you became the uh, America's first? hacker on the road <laughs> <laughs> um god yeah it's another yeah you know, i know i'm still doing it right now i'm actually on the road right now is that true um, oh wow the um yeah yeah we i finally got you know i finally made it up to family after after over over two years with no access so i'm i'm not at home mm. um early on um when my husband and I just were just meeting each other, he was an engineer, and, and I asked that dangerous question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, engineer. I said, no, 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 you're an engineer. You can work on anything. You could, you work on airplanes, but you could work on bridges, and you could build roads. And he, he goes, no. What do you mean? He said, so I can only be an airplane engineer. That's all I know. That's all I can do. I'm like, no, engineering is flexible and adaptable. And you, you know. Anyway, it was like, you know, uh, I found I found better things about characteristics about him than that narrow mindedness at the moment. I broke his narrow mindedness, <laughs> so just beware. <laughs> and so when I we were talking about that, I said, you know that you could go anywhere, you could live anywhere, and I had lived on the road and traveled extensively for much of my life. And so I said, you know, you could do that. And we ended up getting married, which was not in the plan. And um, but laws do make that a requirement for certain things, you know? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he's my best friend in the whole planet and I miss him so much right now. But anyway, he is, um, we went on the, we decided even before we got married that we were going to retire in the middle of our life mm. when we were young and dumb mm. instead of older, wiser, and a little more conservative. 
and we bought a fifth wheel trailer and we put uh, in the first two years, we put 60,000 miles on it. And um, so we lived on the road kind of on and off and stuff for around 18, 18, almost 20 years and traveled all into through Europe and, and everything else as well. Wow. And uh, so I know how to RV in, in multiple countries. There you go. And, uh, and, and when we first, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to date myself and feel old. <laughs> when we first hit the road, we took with us an acoustic, cu- we were on CompuServe. We had an acoustic cu- coupler and over 500 feet can convert somebody convert that to mm-hmm. meters i normally can but i'm tired <laughs> right now of phone court and we would literally go to um we people the, the camp people would say do you want to park next to the lake or by the swimming pool we go no we want to park next to the payphone. we want to park next to somebody who's got a telephone line that we can we, can, we big borrowed telephone connections everywhere and we literally would would wait late at night and so funny. I haven't talked about this in ages. We anyway, we uh, my husband would go over to the payphone and he'd throw the the phone line like under cars and under RVs and stuff to stretch all the way out to the nearest phone connection. He'd go to a payphone and he put on the acoustic coupler, which is like a phone on top of an old phone and strap it on with Velcro. <clears throat> it's the thing that goes, mm-hmm. you know that the sound. modem. Yep. Anyway, um, the modem sounds right. yeah, and. Then um, he would then, uh, he had a flashlight that he would, um, one of those airport orange cone flashlight things for landing planes. He would wave that in the air and then I would race over and um, get the the software ready to connect. And he would dial the number and I would flash the, the lights of the trailer so that he could see that it was ready. And then he'd, he'd, he'd wave the flashlight back. It was always complicated. Wave the flashlight back, and I'd go over there, and I'd look. And if we connected, great. If we didn't, then I'd turn off the, the porch light on the trailer, and he'd have to do it again. Um, if we did connect, I'd flash it, flash it, flash it. But, um, and I'd watch, and we were so lucky. If we got more than 300 baud, I don't even know if you know that number exists because <laughs> um, everybody now is doing gigabytes right. and, and, you know, 100 and, you know, all these things, 100 T lines and stuff. If we were really lucky, we got 4,800. So and what you could at the slower rate, you could actually watch emails come in one letter oh, at wow. a time. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so we, we did that for many years and I, I lived in the Middle East Um we traveled all through there and um, through Europe and stuff as well. And uh, we did photography. We taught photography and, and the web started developing about that time, which is when I, I had one. I have one of the first and oldest continuing in existence websites in the mm-hmm. world. Um, I helped. To, I ended up working with CompuServe and with Netscape and um, God, these old names in Mosaic, uh, even before there was Netscape uh, oh, wow. to help um, because we were using this, the web to communicate and connect through forums, like CompuServe and stuff, to connect with others and email and things. And um, we were doing it in a way that's very innovative. And so I started working with the people that were developing what eventually became HTML and CSS and da-da-da-da-da and WordPress and so on and so forth to really push the boundaries to make sure that everyone had democratized and equal access to this form of communication. So I was there at the very birth and helping to develop all 
some of the rules and standards, they're me. But anyway, that's a different story. Wow. Now I'm doing it in VR. Wow. Well, <laughs> anyway, we tr we travel all over the place. Yeah. And, I, and I think the site, I, I just checked the site and there was a little bit of an issue. It should be up. It's called, um, God, I hate this. It's uh, cameraontheroad.com. Okay. That's one of the first websites you're saying. It's still, it's still operational. One of the oldest oh. websites and can still operational okay. in the world. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I got to move yeah. it from the server it's on, but there it is. <laughs> Look, I'm glad I asked because it sort of it sort of paints a little bit of a picture. Uh, you know, you're you're obviously somebody who's thinking outside the box, not wanting the normal life, and sort of you have an open mind, which would lead you to VR. And also, you have a technical bent where you're able to hack into these telephones, and so you you merge those two things together. And there's a long history of of what would lead you here. So I'm glad I asked. I do plumbing. Plumbing too. too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, we. I could. I used to be able to repair a carburetor. But nice. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on. But I've got. We got one question. I'll take one question from Gabriella and uh, right. or a comment or whatever it is. And then we will move on Hello. to the next section here. Hello, Gabriella. Oh, do I do I have the, the voice? Yes, you do. You have the floor. Yes. Just want to say that Hola, Gabriella is is a great leader. We love her. We love you already. And we are part of whatever you are doing with Educators. I love, I love it. And uh, we came certain friends from um, several Latin countries. And we are happy Hola to have you todos. as a leader. Hola a todos. I love Gabriella. I, I just, I, thank you, Gabriella. You are amazing. I want to brag on Gabriella. I want to brag on everybody who's here. <laughs> Um, Gabriella is now the new, um, well, not so new now, still new, um, the Educators in VR team project manager. She is managing um, almost 20 teams of different special interest groups with the scheduling, the events, booking all of this stuff. It's a huge, huge job. I know I've been doing it for a few years. She is taking that over and making the connections with all the different special interest group things we have called team projects and working with, with dozens and dozens and dozens of people. It's just really a beautiful thing. Oh. And you all, please, she ha I have been dreaming of this in Altspace since the moment I... I heard of the Altspace VR 101 program, which I helped to develop here in Altspace um, and revamp it multiple times. She is our very first Spanish language Altspace VR 101 presenter developer of this amazing program here. And it is a beautiful thing to have that introduction to Altspace in Spanish. So thank you, Gabriela. It's just amazing. I love you. Cool. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, we'll we'll take some more questions after the next section. So uh, please do use the raise hand option, and we'll we'll put you in the queue there. Uh, but let's let's get on to the project. You sort of gave us the origin story of how educators uh, in VR came to be, and so it seems to have a number of facets to it. I've I've been able to capture a few facets here, and hopefully uh, you'll be able to, you'll be able to walk us <laughs> okay. through. The first, of course, is all, <laughs> all of these classes, workshop, managements, videos, everything. That you're, I made that word. Yeah, you guys are doing. So maybe you could speak to the, the general, I guess, uh, a lot of workshops and classes just to be able to teach educators. Uh, is, is that what that's about? Yeah. Um, all right. So Educators in VR is actually multiple entities. We have our team projects, and they're underneath what's called the Educators in VR Institute, which is our educational arm that has workshops, training, and classes. And that's that was supposed to explode out of control last year, but then this thing that starts with a C came up and hit mm -hmm. us. And uh, and that 
and we literally it hit and people went into lockdown on like the last day of our conference uh, our international summit in 2020 and um i literally on monday turned on my because i the power went out right after it's a long story but anyway i turned on my computer monday morning after our conference ended on saturday and i literally had over 100 emails of people who were begging for information to know you know what what to do how to do this could we do it and why not i answered a million questions and then we started booking and, and doing event production that was not in the mm. plan uh, maybe like two three years down the plot down the map but it was not it was to focus on creating this which we already have this beautiful body of education training and things and now this is the year this is going to happen <laughs> so we have um we're developing god i just have the i have the list here somewhere we have classes on all aspects of vr you know, events, we do 2D, you know, stands with trees and Lance helps teach the moderation, event moderation and the 2D uh, training. People really want to know how to use Altspace in 2D because, and, and when you learn in, in Altspace, you can apply it to most of the other platforms because it's used not only as an alternative, you know, as, as a, we call it the gateway drug to VR. You can get on a, on a desktop or laptop and you go, and then you go and buy a headset. You know? <laughs> so mm -hmm. This is part of the process. But there are also people who work as the event support teams who like moderators and event hosts and things. That headset battery goes, you need a backup. And so 2D is a really fast way to switch between those. Also people who do filming and world building in 2D is actually easier because there's so much typing involved mm -hmm. for some people. Some people freak out about it, but it, it really is easy. I know people who will build in their VR headsets and then they'll get in 2D and they'll come in and they'll straighten everything because mm. of the typing, mm. <laughs> copying, pasting numbers and things like that. So it's it's a really good skill to have. So we have a 2D training, we have event moderation training, which Matthew and Lance are just, and a bunch of others are just rocking on that. Um, event management, event uh, development and things. There are a bunch of courses we're going to be doing, speaking, presenting. Um, we also are going to be developing um, a whole series of world building training uh, courses, basics. Some are going to be free, some are paid. Um, and uh, let me get my list. Mm -hmm. We have, um, oh, I'm going to be doing a bunch of writing workshops and courses. Um, we have, um, I have a whole long list of things here. Um, I'm going to, Discord is invaluable to all things Altspace and, uh, and event hosting, community building, things like that. Discord is our lifeblood, isn't it? Y'all just, you can't function without Discord. You know, everybody goes Facebook. It's like, yeah, no, we love us some mm -hmm. Discord. So we're going to be, because there's so much need, we're going to be doing some basic and intermediate um, Discord training workshops, as well as um, doing, you know, um, going to be serving people who want to create their own servers mm -hmm. and doing more advanced work and stuff like that. Uh, and and I'm, I'm going to be teaching some genealogy and family history courses. We have some language courses and some train the trainer courses that are going to be developed by our different team projects, like our V language course, a team project that's about learning languages and linguistics, linguistic studies and stuff in virtual reality and immersive technology. Are They're developing some courses that are going to work with uh, to train teachers who teach languages how to incorporate VR and hopefully AR into the classes. And um, our VR research team, which is just huge, 
I love our, that group. It's amazing. There's like almost 200 members or 150 members or something. It's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be starting a series of workshops that focus on teaching those at different levels on how to research, research in VR and how to incorporate VR into research. So that's really exciting. So stuff like that, lots of stuff like that. <laughs> Some, you know, the list is long. Luckily, <laughs> luckily you retired a long time ago, so you don't have, you don't have to worry about a day job. I, you yeah, can... right. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, that retirement only lasted for oh, a few gosh. years. Then we had to work to pay for what we did. Wow. Um, you know, because then we got older. Right, 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 right. But my husband and I say that because we retired in the middle of our life, we have to work until we drop <laughs> and make up for it. Right. Um, so, but it was yeah, fun. crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's anyway. There's so there's 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 that there's students in VR, which is um, uh, with with Angelina and Dayton and the team there that's working on developing student student led programs and productions. There's the um, so there's the institute. Um, oh, and then, and then there's our commercial production team that is that hosts and presents, um, you know, those events. We have our world building pr uh, production uh, staff that builds custom worlds for events mm. and and conferences, things all focused on education. We got so much going on. It's literally like juggling, juggling plates, elephants, car washes. You know, right. <laughs> so I'm curious, have you been able to monetize this business or are these just, uh, yeah, you have. So you're able to go out into the, the world, the corporate world, the education world and, uh, pay, right. pay me, pay me, pay right. me. Why don't you pay me? Well, that's pay great. Me, pay me. <laughs> that's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think that there's going to be more opportunity. We have an XR business, uh, team for it with educators in VR that's starting very soon. Well, it started, but it's going to be really rocking. Um, that is going to be exploring the XR business, not just monetization, but but developing um, apps and products and services, and you know, from concept all the way through to the total manufacturing pack package, as well as career job development. Um, you know, we need. I don't know if y'all know this, but every single one of you has a skill that you can use to market yourself in the job market because companies are desperate for people who have VR experience and really understand how this works. And some of it is as simple as just explaining it to others and others is they're much more sophisticated you know, programming and unity development and design and things like that and interactability and AR. AR is going to be huge with all the Apple announcements and things coming out. And Microsoft Mesh is just freaking amazing windows mixed reality is just going to be legendary the next few years um and you know all things mixed reality yeah but we need to train people to do those and you are some of the pioneers that have those early skills you can take out the job market is humongous for anything immersive tech right yeah. now and for the next 20 30 years it's going to get hey holograms in our future they're going to need programmers and maintainers maintain maintainers <laughs> sorry that's one of my students used to say mm -hmm. that maintainers right. but i thought maintainers was funny. <laughs> sorry no that's students are bad influences <laughs> it's true so um yeah well we keep moving along here but because uh but it uh, again, if anyone has any questions or comments uh, for Lorella, please use the raise hand option and we will take them. Um, okay, so this is an interesting project that I think you guys were involved with. Um, can you... Uh yeah, so for anyone who is not watching on YouTube, um, we'll have the slides on Instagram at the Simulation Nation. What this is is a young girls, uh, girls in STEAM Institute, uh, virtual reality team building. So do you want to talk us through that project? 
So Diana McClellan, um, who has is the founder of um, with her sister, uh, Girls Girls in STEAM Institute. STEAM, everybody kind of knows what STEM is, the science, technology, engineering, and math. And the A in STEAM should have been there in the first place. STEM should have been STEAM from day one, and that's arts. Mm. And you honestly, you don't have any understanding of math or engineering or any of those things unless you understand the art part of it, because that's where the innovation comes from, the creativity. So Girls in STEAM Institute was created in 2015 um, as a part of a long ongoing process with Diana McClellan to, um, to bring high school girls together to explore the business side as well as the te technological side of the technology as a business industry, basically STEAM-oriented studies and, and whatnot. And um, before the pandemic, they met in the real world for real world conferences that they would bring together the girls for two, three days to do basically a startup weekend style. So they'd come have some kind of a theme that the girls would put together a business plan on in teams to then submit and then sponsorship and whatnot. They get grant awards and scholarships and so on and so forth. And they've done, um, programs with Google, with Microsoft, with Facebook, with, oh, the list is long. Anyway, they... Um, we've worked with with um, Diana McClellan through the Virtual World Society for the last year. Uh, she's on their board, and she said, we need to bring this to VR. Can we do it? So we did. We did a two-day event that was free and open to the public, and it was gobsmacking. I don't even have the adjectives. Phenomenal. Mm. The theme was to create these high school girls. Were uh, There were three teams to create a VR app that dealt with the United Nations sustainability goals with, with health, medical and healthcare, but specifically mental health, hmm. something often overlooked. Mm -hmm. And so they put together um, and proposed VR apps and they were all amazing. But the winners just, I mean... <laughs> For any of us who were, I know that I know that that stands with trees was was uh, was um, with us, and I can't tell who else was there. Um, we were we were on on Discord running things from behind. You know, behind the scenes, we use Discord as our support walkie-talkie, and we were gobsmacked. Oh, Gabriella was there too. We were absolutely gobsmacked when the winning team called the Queen Bees got up and did a mindfulness app that had where people could earn honeycombs and build their own uh, bees nest. And they, it was just hysterical. Um, and they all dressed in yellow and black. They changed their avatars to all match in, in, in the yellow and black like bees. And they had hand-drawn slides. Oh, my God, it was just precious. And these, these high school girls, not only did they have a fully fleshed out business proposal and pitch, they had like, I don't know, 10 minutes or less to pitch it. They had ROI, the return on investment. They had a five-year, a one-year plan, two-year plan, three-year plan, five-year plan, et cetera. They targeted investment opportunities and targeted audience. It was just, I mean, wow. I didn't use that much thought to create educators in VR. <laughs> it was amazing. Right. I did, but don't tell anybody. But it was really amazing. And I we love Educators in VR loves producing events that are on, have an educational slant. We're not going to put on a Beyonce concert, not our thing. But when we work with schools, we've worked with the University of Michigan and many other 
schools, universities, high schools, et cetera, to do events and, and groups like Virtual World Society and, and the Immersive Research Learning Network and, and Girls in STEAM Institute. It's exciting for us. Yes, we get paid to do it, but it's really exciting to watch the future unfold. And these these girls are the freaking future. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, so that was and I think you saw that Ray Kurzweil was there as well. So this is not your regular oh, yeah. little event. This oh. is like a pretty high profile event. Yeah. yeah. Tom Furness and Ray Kurzweil, they did, they were on Zoom and it was, it was because um, he had technical problems at last minute with the headset. So we had to switch immediately. We went to, we're now totally prepared for any kind of backup contingency, mm -hmm. switch at last minute at rocket speed to bring the Zoom into um, all space. And oh my God, we're talking about Tom Furness and Ray Kurzweil. That was, that was the legends, absolute yeah. legends yeah. of all of this technology, just amazing. Yeah, that was right. really fun. And so did, so did education, education VR put on this event or were you sort of facilitating the VR aspect? We were hired. We were hired, we were hi we were hired to produce got it. Got it, yep. got it, got it. Cool, great, great. Custom world, custom everything. Yeah, we did the whole got thing. It. All right, cool. Um, so yeah. then, this one I think is the is the most of most of the funds are, are some of the funds are also going into our coming soon um, uh, educators and VR trust. So we've set some aside for that from that that event Got it. for scholarships and education. Yeah. Great. Um, okay. No, the universal experience. So I, 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 from my understanding, the, the summit sort of became uh, the universal experience. Is that correct, or is that is it a completely different event? Because this seems like the grand poobah of the, the events. Yeah, the inter the international summit that we did in 2020, um, we teamed up with Virtual World Society, and there were supposed to be a bunch of others, and the pandemic just just nailed so many people and companies and nonprofits big time. Uh, so it ended up being Virtual World Society and um, Educators in VR, and we produced this 30 day event with over two with about 200 events in 30 days. Um, I've lost track of how many speakers. Hmm. Um, on 20 different platforms, wow. virtual platforms. Yeah. And it's really fun. There's more than all space that's out there and there's more than VR chat and all the ones you think, you know, there are so many that are coming up and it's really exciting. Very few have the power and capability of all space. Hmm. Uh, that that's why we, we do so much here is it still has the power and the flexibility, especially for event production and management. Um, hmm. is, you know, y'all just, you'd have no idea how far we've come and how, powerful to control audiences to you know to mute all to have the raise hand button uh you know the stage blockers host zones and all the features that we have today that are community inspired and and some of them are community built and integrated in adult space these are things that other platforms are are copying and emulating our emojis they're starting to embrace emojis mm -hmm. there's scientific proof that this is actually one of the smartest ways to convey emotion mm -hmm. um with in in social vr and now others are adopting it not space was first with that mm. i'm curious you're just before we go out i'm curious um you say you do, you're doing 20 different platforms what what what's your top three or what are the other ones that you go to you say alt space has got to be the most because you're in here all the time you're running all these events you're very <laughs> active in the discord but what, what are the other ones that you're also involved with and how much further down the chain are they from how much time you spend in alt space well it's all you know it's all about scalability and flexibility we, we all space doesn't own us in fact, they should pay us a right. stipend. But um, anyway, the, um, 
we do alt work. Right now, we're, we're fo we have three platforms that we're focused on, um, Altspace, Gage, and Mozilla Hubs, hmm. and each one for different purposes and reasons. Um, Engage is now uh, paid; it, it, it lost all its free, most of its free access, um, but it serves enterprise, and university, and corporate, you know, corporate and academia levels. And in, in, and we are quickly becoming one of the leading experts in in hosting events and producing events in Engage, along with Burcastle and. Uh, and they've asked us to commit stronger resources to in, to engage and and education. And so, and we are. Um, it's really, really a powerful, powerful, powerful tool. Um, Mozilla Hubs is unique because of the fact that it's kind of WebXR based, and and it's all everything in it is is free, uh, and it's based, you know, Mozilla Foundation and stuff. And and that's really appealing to a huge demographic that we represent. Uh, for community colleges, for high schools, not only for meeting spaces, you know, browser-based meeting spaces, as well as VR uh, headsets with um, HMDs, but also for, um, it's it's a one step away from total browser-based WebXR. Mm -hmm. So you have world building as well as educational opportunities um, within it. It's easy for teachers to put those things together. And it's, you know, it's really a, a wonderful platform and we do, we're doing a lot more on there. I, as well. So I'd say those would be our top three, but we work with all the different organizations and we're sometimes brought in as consultants to help, or all the different platforms we're brought in as consultants as well to talk about what do educators need and, and how they can improve. And we're game for that, man. All right. Great. Yeah, I was going to say that I thought that uh, a while back Mozilla Hubs had lost their funding, or they or Mozilla had given them up, or something like that. But they're they're they've been resuscitated. Is mm. is that what happened? Well. <laughs> There's a lot of rumors going around. And we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I see. Um, oh, I see. And, I see. But it, it's still right now is, a via, is viable. Right, and, right. you know, we're waiting to see, you know, like I said, the pandemic has hit a whole lot of people in, and a lot of companies in very unique ways. Mozilla was was caught off guard. Um, but they, you know, you never know. Mm -hmm. right. And I'm such a fan. I've been a, I've been a Firefox user since practically day one. It was like, you know, if I was to build a browser, this would be it. Mm. And it, I continue to use it today. I have it open right now. Mm. And Mozilla Foundation has been an absolute leader on the soapbox of, of web standards and really helping to protect and develop the web as we know it. And so um, I really hope that they continue with the VR as the next stage in digital storytelling. And, and you know, because that is... People don't... I, maybe y'all get it because you know this shit. You don't have... You know, I don't have to tell you, but... We are literally two steps away from a web page. All we are. That's all VR is. Mm -hmm. Just a multi-dimensional two step away from a web page. We need to, to keep growing and growing, but you're going to see it's happening already. You're going to see web pages are going to be completely WebXR based so that they'll be more immersive. So you don't just click on something to load a page. You literally are going to walk around and go, oh, here's the information over here. Now we're going to walk over here and look over here on a browser right. to gather your information. So get ready for it. And, and that's part of what Mozilla Hubs is, is a part of 
changing that conversation. Right. Well, that's a perfect segue to the last section here, uh, which is is the future. Okay. Where you where you think this is all headed, and how uh, is educators of VR going to be a part of that future? And and just sort of uh, letting your imagination go, or maybe you've got data as well. It sounds like I do that on a daily yeah, basis. So, yeah. So where is this going? Well, you know, honestly, I what, what this is like the moment that I want to ask everybody in the audience where they think it's going to go because I I have a pretty strong vision, but you know, I've been wrong before. Okay, no, I've never been wrong before, but no. <laughs> but I'd love to hear from everybody where they think it would go because I know that. Um, so here's my quick quick vision, but I want to hear from you all. Um, we're not embracing. XR technology, whatever that means. Education, we're not preparing our youth of today, our college students, university students, et cetera, the future. If we're not prepared for this, it isn't going to go forward. We need to, because it's going forward with or without you. And you want a job. You know, it used to be many years ago, if you wanted a job, you, you know, you became worked for the post office or you became a teacher or whatever it is. Now you've got to be in immersive technology because these are the jobs that are coming right at us. And the demand in this industry, talent is just huge. So educated in VR is that's part of our goal is to prepare for, to get teachers ready and then in kind get the students ready. We got to. All right. So I want to hear from y'all. How do we do this? What's the future? <laughs> What's the future? Gabriella has uh, uh, something to add here. Gabriella. Gabriella. Look, Gabriella. I am sorry. I clicked it just because I was <laughs> telling her. To, well, I'm sorry. Yes, but, no. no, Gabriella, you, you know the future. We've talked about it. Where do you think this is all going? Uh, well, one of the things that I love about VR is how social, I mean, our socializing hasn't changed because I talk all day long. <laughs> I, I love needing more socializing than whatever I have in VR. So I think the future here is going to be um, giving us the same as we used to look for in real life. We would look for people, for nice people, having, I don't know, good conversations, a lot of fun, learning. And I just love having friends from, from all over the world now. Inside, I used to love that, but I haven't, I mean, as, at least if I, if I travel, I used to see people from other parts of the world. Now I can just go to my headset and have fun with them. So that's what I am enjoying and I would love to have it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Great. Hopefully. You heard it. You heard it. Hopefully that's it will it. be here. And I want to tell you, once you all, could you please um, send up some hearts? My mother, who loves this VR stuff too, who's, how old are you now? 80? No, you're not 97. She's, let's just say she's beautiful and in her 80s. She's standing next to me. <laughs> can everybody set up some hearts so we can show her and say hello? Ma, uh, say uh, Laurel's, Laurel's mom, everybody says hi. Look at they're saying hi to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that. Thanks. That's great. Okay. Gabriella, you're smack on as always. So I love that. So what about everybody else? Where do you think this is going? 
where's the future? Come on, Stands with Trees. I know you have an answer. And, <laughs> and Steph, you always, you always have a beautiful right. answer. I just love it. Stands with Trees is going to give oh, us some, uh, some tree wisdom. Here. Okay. All right, Stands with Trees. All righty. Um, so, you know, there are so many different things. When we talk about the future of mixed reality, I mean, it's just there are so many different ways it's going to go. Um, you know, just the other day, I was talking to Jinx in the campfire about how awesome it's going to be when Microsoft Mesh finally trickles down to, you know, oh, us yeah. normies. Um, and uh, how how awesome it's going to be for me to be able to bomb around the campfire in my wheelchair. Yay! <laughs> I love that. Nice. I love that. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Cool. Nice. It's beautiful. All right. Is there anybody else? Steph, I know. And Karen. Karen. Come on, Karen. I love us some Karen. There. Yeah, okay, Karen, Karen, uh, Karen, not that Karen. Karen. It's Karen, not that yeah. Karen. <laughs> well, it has to be Karen, not that Karen, because uh, I got flack in here for being Karen a while back from young kids, so we don't see too much in here anymore. But, um, Thank goodness. No, I just, uh, you know, Lorel, you are amazing, and um, oh, I'm really too. glad I got to be here to know to hear you speak and what you're doing with educators in vr and um you know i guess we have to be careful some of us who have, have been in vr for a while now in all space that we don't start taking it for granted because you remember how it was when i came in here i mean i was just like a kid in a candy shop and now now i've transitioned to it's just a a, a fun place where i can go to be with my good friends many of which are here right now um but but i don't ever want to forget that feeling of awe when I first put the headset on and when I first came in here. And that's what hordes and hordes of people still uh, need to experience. And I love your analogy of 2D being a, uh, the drug gateway to VR, because mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. I mean, um, and Kurt, my friend Kurt over here, uh, he we have meetings every couple weeks in um, um, Oh, crap. I just forgot the name of it. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, uh, Kurt needs to raise his hand and tell you about that. But we have meetings every every two weeks and um, not in Mozilla Hubs, but in the other one. Um, I can't it just went out of my head. I can't Horizon. remember the name of it now. Engage. No. Sansar. No, it's it, no, VR it's, chat. Frame VR. Thank you, Kurt. He just sent me a message. Frame VR. Mm -hmm. Kurt, uh, yes. It's, oh, uh, Frame Kurt's is amazing. Doing some Hey, he's doing some really cool things over there. He's bringing in models, and um, he's he's really into the platform over there. Um, so he's doing some cool stuff with that. But, yeah, I think um, it's going to be very, very exciting for mm -hmm. us to see what happens over the next, as this whole thing develops over the next few years. Um, well, like you say, Lorel, over the next 20 years, I guess. But um, but we don't ever want to lose that that awe, that feeling of awe that we have when we just put our headsets on. Absolutely. And that's enough. I've laughed enough over <laughs> No, that's great. Ah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. That's it's, it's so true. It's so great. Uh, okay. It looks like Steph has something to add. The industry I think that's going to happen is one that is an industry that creates awe. I mean, that is mm -hmm. the product that, is, that we're manufacturing here. Uh, and I don't think that's going to change. We're starting out trying to make 
reality as we always have known it into bring it into this space and make it like something that's familiar. But there's going to be a point in time where we go beyond that and start recreating how we can exist in this kind of an environment that has nothing to do with what we've already experienced. And that's where that awe is going to come from, I think. Absolutely. Wow. See, see, I knew she'd say something beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, let's keep, I yeah, let's it. keep rolling along. Darren's got something to add here as well. Hey, Darren, one of our world What's happening, builders. Darren? Where'd he go? Bodies. I love it. There he is. Great Hello. Hello. Yeah. Thank you. Love us Thank Darren. you very much. I, I just have a kind of a far off view that I think there are going to be more social uh, platforms. More people will realize there's places you can go and talk and socialize, and that be the that will be the popular thing. I think they'll spring out more and more uh, in the future. Maybe two or three years, or maybe one three years in the future. There'll be more platforms for people to socialize, uh, but I'd say maybe three years or less, when they become the when they have the new uh, Quest two point five or Quest three or whatever, that's going to be, be <laughs> more people will, will start to notice because they'll bring friends over and let them try it. And they'll introduce more people to it, but it won't catch on quickly. It'll be a slow, gradual curve but it will always go up all the time and we'll go i'd say maybe uh 10 to 12 years we might go to ready player one sort of sort of thing um but right now i think it's just starting out and the more technology we have like we're doing the new version of unity in alt space uh mm -hmm. the more the more friendly and the more uh how do i say the better it will be looking it just it gets better and better all the time. So I think yeah. that that's going to help. And I think, well, Oculus right now is, and other vendors are trying to compete with each other to bring VR far, farther on. And once they hear it, once they try it, as Karen was saying, once you get in it and start socializing, you realize it's more fun to get to, to get to know people and you're back to the basics. We don't look at, you're not looking at your watch, you're not looking at your phone, uh, which is constantly taking your uh, your focus away from you all the time. Most likely, I'd say even 50% of the time, the whole day, your, your focus is on the phone. And uh, I think once they try VR, they'll realize, hey, I'm, I'm talking, I'm, it's back to normal like it was in the 70s, uh, where people didn't have phones. <laughs> well, no, we sat just, in front of so, televisions. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but they, they were on the phone talking to each other, or they'd walk over and have a little meal, or go out to lunch and stuff like that. You could do that over here. And there's, there's more communications, there's more uh, sociability in here, I think. And I think that's the uh, uh, what impresses people, gets people in the door, so to speak, of VR. Absolutely, and uh, I think that's. Uh, I think mostly the mostly straight. Uh, how do I say? My uh, the focus I want to say is there's going to be more VR headsets out there, and invariably uh, it will become a thing, as, they, as people say in the twenties. Yeah, that's right. it. Absolutely, it's cool. Coming. Well, thanks, Darren. Thank you. 
Beautiful perspective and very, and great truth. Yeah, no, absolutely. Any, anything you want to add, Laurel, before we close it out here? Uh, well, yeah, I want to bring it back a little bit full circle. Um, mentioned early on that when we hit the road, we were connecting with 500 feet of phone cord mm -hmm. and onto an acoustic coupler. Um, VR is kind of at that stage right now. And there is, you know, in, in many respects, and I hate using this word, but it's still crude. It's still, you know, there's still a lot of, of complications to the process of it. It's, it's just, they don't always make it easy. But we're, we're still in that beginning stage and it's going to grow and it's going to evolve and it's going to improve and it's going to become more seamless in our lives. Already, you know, there's in development, not only is holographic technology in, in, in development already, but uh, contact lenses that have, you know, integrated, you know, mixed reality and AR technology built right into the contact lenses and, and eyeglasses. They're, they're coming, you know, Google Glass was ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it was another one of the things that I think that Google was short-sighted on. But that's, you know, if they'd kept that, really, really kept that up, I think that we would be using that right now. Um, so we're still in early days. And y'all, you know, we make jokes all the time about being pioneers. Um, but seriously, this is the diaper age. This is a really, you know, we're, we're starting to stand up. We're starting to crawl around and walk. And, and there's some very exciting stuff. But what we found in the early research over and over again, when people would coming in, when we're all those robots that you had in one of the early pictures and, and square Fred, you know, the Flintstones cartoon character avatars, something beautiful happened. Because um, people go, oh, wait, I, don't, I don't look like me or whatnot, or, you know, I want to be, you know, let's explore the embodiment and persona with, you can be a cat that flies through the air, a dragon or whatever it was. People wanted to be people or robots. That's pretty much what they wanted. By taking away the ego, the self-ego, the visual ego, I don't have to, you know, it's, it's, as Donna McKee says, there's never a bad hair day in VR. Mm -hmm. When we take away that part, one of the things that I tell people, and this I hope, much like what Karen said, you know, and Steph said that we want that awe, we want to remember where this came from. You know, John, when I look at you, I see you as I, if, if anyone has heard Gabriella talk about this, I see your essence and I see your spirit. I don't care what you look like. I don't care about how tall you are, um, how old you are, where you even live in the world. None of that matters because it's not part of our conversation. When I ask somebody here in VR, how are you doing? I don't get a fine as an answer. Mm -hmm. I get, uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm a little blue today, but I'll be better tomorrow. Or, you know, you know, I'm doing really great. Everything's just fine. Everything's, there's no fine fines. You know, I hate fine. In fact, I, a very longtime dear friend of mine who's a psychologist, she's told me the other day when her patients would come in and say fine, she says, oh, really? So you know what that means? I say no and forgive me. But she says, well, this is a doctor saying this. It means fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was wonderful. So we don't get fines here. We get people. We get to see your heart. We get to see your spirit. We get to see your soul. And the more we look like ourselves, whatever that is, the more we see the real world and it starts intruding in here, 
I hope we don't lose that. Because that's really part of the power. Some of these people, when I look across here, I just want to cry. I know so many of you out there, and you have changed my life in so many ways you don't even know. I have never met any of you in the real world. And I don't need to. Because I love you as you are. And that's, you can take away all the pretty frills and the space age stuff and all of that stuff. It's this, it, you're right, dear, and it's that social experience and that connection uh, that is so important. And so keep that alive no matter what you're doing. Well, that's a very eloquent and very nicely put and a perfect place to end it. Um, so, uh, Laurel, how can people get in touch with you if they wanted to be a part of Educators in VR, if they wanted to reach out to the organization? <laughs> What's the best way to, to do that? Well, to quote some of the people on my team, Mark and Lance and others, they say, just stand still next to Laurel long enough, she'll put you to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find all of the information at educatorsinvr.com, including our Discord, our Facebook, Twitter, and all the rest. And follow and subscribe to our channel here on Altspace for the events that happen here. But our Discord is the most active. You can find all that information at educatorsinvr.com. Got it. Perfect. Well, well, thank you so much, uh, Laurel, for, for coming. And thank you, everyone in the audience. Um, and thank you for teleporting in to this WorldCast of Simulation Nation. Whether Yay! you're with us, uh, like these five folks at Virtual Reality, or listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple, or watching in glorious Technicolor on YouTube. Uh, and remember to subscribe to our Instagram at The Simulation Nation, Twitter at SimNationVR, Facebook and Discord. And if you enjoyed this fan, please give us a five rating in all space before you leave. And if you didn't, please don't share the hate. Then uh, join us next time uh, for our interview with the co-founder of Hyperkinetic Gaming Studios. Until then, stay plugged, Yay. my friends.